Hello, hello, and welcome to the Ascension Podcast. My name is Marissa Remy, and I am your host, guiding you through all of the tools and tricks and tips that you can use to ascend into the best version of yourself and truly live a life that you love to wake up to every single day. So I'm going to be completely honest. Today is just not really my day. I've tried to record this episode This is now the fourth time, so I'm hoping the fourth time is a charm, and I also woke up with a sore throat. I don't think I'm sick by any means, but I apologize if my voice is a little bit raspier than usual. I have not been able to sleep as well recently, and when I shared that on my Instagram stories um, a few weeks ago, actually, when I was having trouble sleeping again then, because your girl sometimes has trouble sleeping, that's part of being a normal human, um, I had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that you're struggling with this. And I was, it was just funny to me because yes, having trouble sleeping is not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. It just means that you're a little bit more tired than usual through the day. It just means that maybe you're going to take a a five or 10 minute nap at some point and continue on being your badass self. So yeah, I have a lot to share with you today about what is going on in the world right now and how you can make the most of this. I know that people were saying 2020 is going to be our year at the beginning of the year before we realized that there was a lot of things that changed the way that we were going to live forever, cough, cough, quarantine. But now, for some reason, I've seen a lot of this energy of like 2021 is going to be better. It's going to be a whole different year just because it's a different day on the calendar. It doesn't really make sense to me. It's still the same circumstances. Things are not necessarily going to get better this year because there's a lot going on this year, just like last year, but that doesn't mean it can't be the best year of your life. And it doesn't mean that you can't keep growing and loving life more and more every day, despite what is going on around you. So I am super excited to be sharing these tips and tricks with you today, some stories, some good vibes, some love, some just all of the good things into your life in this podcast. But I first just wanted to acknowledge you for hopping on this podcast today. There's so many people that for literally the past year now have been saying things to me like, oh, I'm just going to wait for this to pass so that I can get back on track. I'm just going to wait for this to pass so I can become my best self again, try to do new things, try to shift my mindset once everything passes. And that is not you. You are not waiting for things to pass. You are taking the bull by the horns and truly making the most of the situation, no matter what is going on politically, no matter what's going on in your home life, no matter what's going on in your work life, whether you have a job, whether you don't have a job, you are not waiting for things to get better in order to get better. And it's people like you that are truly going to make the world a better place because you are not waiting for your external circumstances. You know deep down that your best self is going to create your best life. You don't need to have external validation in any way in order to make you the best you. It all comes from you and it comes from people who are literally sitting here right now listening to this podcast. So I am so grateful for you because your strength shines 
signs. I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. And I love you. I truly, truly do. I'm sending you so much love and light because you are a warrior. You are choosing to rise above these circumstances and rise into the best self and best life that you can possibly create no matter what. And I'm here with you and I'm here to support you. So if you haven't already just told yourself that you're grateful for yourself, go stop what you're doing. Go find a mirror. Look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye and tell yourself you are awesome because you truly are. And you deserve to feel that self-love and the love from others as well. So I hope that you truly feel it from my heart to yours. I am sending you all of the good vibes because I see your warrior spirit and I am here fighting with you. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about conflicts, how to handle haters or people who are not supporting you, and how to use your Sundays to set yourself up for a super energized and peaceful week. The first topic of our episode today actually touches on why I've been so tired recently as well. So I haven't been avoiding sleep or feeling restless because I've been in conflict, but I've actually been feeling super energized lately and not as tired at night because there's actually a rise in the Schumann resonance recently. And if you don't know what the Schumann resonance is, it's actually how scientists measure the frequency of the earth. So us humans, as well as everything in our earth has a frequency. So the trees have a frequency, humans have frequencies, and the earth has a frequency as well. And the earth's frequency can be read can be measured by the Schumann resonance. And this information is actually available to the public. You can look it up and see the different Earth's frequencies on a day-to-day basis. So how the Schumann resonance actually changes our own experience on this earth is that you might feel more tired on those lower frequency days and you might feel more energized on the higher frequency days. I've also noticed that when there's higher frequencies, there is more activity and more conflict in the air. So what I mean by this is if you've studied like full moon trends over the years or at any point in your life, you might also know that crime is increased during a full moon. During a full moon, it's you're a lot more prone to act irrationally and act out of character and your energy levels shift. So it changes the way that humans interact with each other and with themselves. And because we've experienced such a drastic drastic shift of frequencies in the Schumann resonance over the past few days, you might be feeling that in a bunch of different ways. You might be feeling a lot more energized. You might be noticing the fact that there's heightened conflict in the air, regardless of what is going on in reality, like meaning politically, et cetera. We just had a huge political event over the past few days. But regardless of all of that, there's just a lot more going on amongst people. And I personally notice this because I go to Whole Foods at least once every other week. And Whole Foods is honestly just a super chill, high vibrational place all the time. You don't tend to see the crazy stuff that goes on in Walmart, for example. Like if you've never looked at crazy things that happen in Walmart, there's a ton of different like YouTube compilations of people just lashing out at each other and being super hostile and creating conflicts with others in Walmarts and in different types of organizations like Target and other places. But when it comes to Whole Foods, you don't really see that in Whole Foods. And that's 
you can say a lot of different things about that. Maybe there's higher vibrational food in Whole Foods than there is in Walmart, and it attracts people that operate from a higher vibrational frequency, which means that people are more focused on their own health and well-being and being kind to others. But that's just my own personal analysis of why different places actually result in different behaviors from humans. But back to my story, Whole Foods typically doesn't have a lot of conflict in it. I go to Whole Foods pretty frequently and I've never ever seen conflict in Whole Foods amongst different shoppers, among shoppers and employees or staff or whatever it might be. Everyone seems to be pretty high vibe and happy for the most part. If you hear little meows, my cat is super invested in today's episode. So I apologize if you hear some some meowing in the background here. But back to my story again. Sorry, guys. Having a sore throat as well as having recording this episode four times over has really taken a toll on my mind. So I might be rambling a little bit more than usual this episode, but I hope that you enjoy it and are able to take something away from all of the amazing topics that we're going to be diving into today. So I recently went to Whole Foods and I witnessed insane amounts of conflict. I actually saw somebody in the parking lot backing into their spot. So they're instead of like driving into their parking spot nose first they backed into their spot and this other man was just yelling at him and being like you're so stupid why would you need to back into a spot at a whole foods like what the heck and he was just freaking out at these other people that were backing into their spot and i was just watching this go down being like this is so funny because there's other spots available and it's it doesn't matter how somebody parks their car like why does that concern you sir um i actually just thought it was funny because witnessing conflict and witnessing bad behavior amongst people doesn't really bother me but that's just my own personal self i'm sure that in the past that would have really bothered me and i would have actually been kind of irked for the rest of the day and just upset that I had witnessed someone being mean to another person just based on how they were parking because that was insane. I also witnessed conflict within the Whole Foods and it was just a really interesting experience to see heightened levels of conflict. But I noticed that this was happening not necessarily because of, but in correlation with the heightened frequency of the Schumann resonance. And over the past few days, it has been insanely high, like not just higher than average, but absolutely insanely high. And people have even said things like the Schumann resonance, the the ability to measure the earth's frequency actually broke for a little bit at certain points in the day. I've had friends say, oh my gosh, I just woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep. So I checked the Schumann resonance and it was off the charts high. And so all of this is just really interesting for me. And if you don't believe that there's a correlation between frequency and behavior, that's completely okay. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and opinions, but these are just things that I've personally noticed. So another thing when it comes to conflicts and energy and all of that is I love to educate myself. My brain is my favorite muscle to train by far. And I do this by understanding different people's perspectives and understandings of the world. And one of the most interesting perspectives 
that I come across is often from people who are incredibly intuitive like myself, people who are psychics or have different spiritual abilities. And of course, you might be thinking to yourself, like, that sounds like absolute trash. And there are people who claim to have spiritual abilities that are, for lack of better words, con artists. They're trying to keep people scared. They're trying to make money off of sharing information. Like we've I, or I've personally seen it. You can look it up on YouTube as well. Different psychic con artists that say that someone is dead when they're clearly not dead because psychics are often used when it comes to missing persons cases or different types of criminal cases. So yes, there are people that are total trash psychics and trash spiritual people, but I personally have a really strong intuition. And so I'm able to have a louder intuition when it comes to who I should trust and who I shouldn't trust. And the people whose information that I look for are people that I really trust. And they've honestly been right about a lot of things. A lot of psychics have predicted coronavirus, quarantine, everything that's happening politically right now. They predicted those things 15 or 10 years ago, which is crazy. And then there's also people that are just waking up to their intuitive and spiritual abilities that are able to start predicting things down to like a month ago or a year ago or just two or three years ago. So everyone's on their own different journey in their own different timeline. And there's a few psychics that are really, really tapped into exactly what is going on in the world right now and what's going on amongst people. And all of these psychics, they don't talk with each other. They're all different people. They all have different lives, but they tend to say the same things. And I find this very, very interesting. So something that a lot of psychics have been saying recently that I personally follow are that conflict is going to be at an all-time high for this month and that 2021 is actually going to have have even more, I don't know what word to use, but more events, more perhaps stress-inducing events and experiences that we will be witnessing on the news and things like that. So back to the conflict. So multiple psychics that I have been following recently have said that January 2021 is going to be the month of heightened conflict and to avoid conflict at all costs when it comes to your family, when it comes to other people, strangers, people that you know, friends, your spouse, your partner, whoever you're in a relationship with, or if you're not in a relationship, who people that you're dating or not dating, and even with yourself, there's going to be heightened conflict in all of these areas. So I personally find this very fascinating because I've also experienced this. I've noticed that amongst my own personal immediate family, there's a lot more conflict going on there. And I thought that was really interesting. My family is not spiritual. They don't believe in psychics. They don't believe in understanding alternative ways of thinking and theories and things like that. I love to understand different theories because I think that it's just really interesting, even if you don't believe it at all. It's just a fascinating thing to understand because somebody that exists in someone's brain. And I just find that very interesting. So I've personally noticed that there has been increased conflict and I've noticed this in a few different ways and conflict has an advantage. So when there is conflict, whether it be with another person or with yourself, 
It is a form of discouragement. It's a distraction. So I noticed this in a friend who actually, she set up a date with some of her colleagues and other people that she wanted to interview for her podcast. And they decided to get together and block out a two and a half hour window to just focus on recording podcast episodes. Maybe they were going to record two, three, or four episodes in that time frame. And they all got in this conversation and it was about politics. And they were agreeing with each other, but disagreeing with other people that are in the world at large, like not even anyone in particular, just people on the news and things like that. And they got in this conversation that took up that whole in a, that whole entire two and a half hours. They did not even have a chance to turn on their microphones and actually record any podcast material. And they don't have a political podcast anyways, so... Even if they had recorded it, that's not material that they would have used on their podcast. But they set out this two and a half hour block and the two and a half hour block just went by in a snap. Literally, like it didn't even happen because they were so pulled into that conflict. And I'm not talking crap about my friends by any means at all. Like they are amazing people. All of the people that were engaging in this conversation are absolutely amazing and they're not bad people to any extent. These are human things that happen. And oftentimes when we see these things happen in other people, it's because they're happening somewhere in our life. So I'm super, super grateful when people are open about these events and open about getting distracted by conflict and political debates and things like that, because it shows me where I am putting energy towards not necessarily productive behaviors myself. So I'm super grateful for it. It's just a natural human trait and it takes a very strong person to be open about this stuff rather than being hard on themselves because they spent that two and a half hours in a way that was not productive or, and then hiding it and engaging in further negative behaviors, starting to beat yourself up, then you're in conflict with yourself, all of the above. So it takes a lot of strength to actually be real with yourself and be in integrity and say like, whoa, that was not a productive use of time. And by sharing that with other people, you can help other people find more productive pockets of their day, which is how that supported me and I hope how it supports you as well. But it was a really interesting and amazing example as to how conflict, even not like they weren't even in conflict with each other. They were just discussing conflicts in the world and how that pulled them off track from their mission, which was to record multiple podcast episodes. And we often see this throughout life. I see it all the time in my own life. I have another absolutely amazing inspirational person in my life who it has very, very big financial goals. And I, I love it. The other areas of their life are working well. There's nothing bad about having financial goals. That's absolutely amazing. And on their 2021 vision board are a lot of financial feats that they want to accomplish. So, so far this year, this year, oops, got like a frog stuck in my throat there. So far this year, they were able to create massive progress at work and they were looking at a huge project that was actually going to hand them all of their financial goals for the rest of the year. They were about to close in on this huge project and it was so exciting. Every single day they were working on setting it up and the project just kind of fell through. The other people didn't end up 
holding up their end of the stick. It's pretty complicated to explain how it works. And I don't even fully understand it because everyone has their own understanding of their own job. But basically they had this amazing deal at work that they were super, super excited about and it didn't end up coming through. And we were talking about how it was so frustrating and they were sharing with me that like they feel like they're slipping into this dark place mentally and feeling so discouraged and they don't know why they're feeling so discouraged and I was just sharing with them like it's going to get better every part of your journey every time that you get excited about something and it doesn't work out it means that there's something even bigger coming for you around the corner and maybe that thing that you were excited about was not even gonna be amazing maybe it was gonna be a huge sore spot in your life moving forward and something that was actually creating a lot more stress and negative and lower frequency emotions than you would have thought. So I was supporting my amazing friend through this and it was really amazing because, wow, I've used that word too many times. It was very inspirational because they were able to be fully open and in touch with their emotions surrounding this whole entire topic. We might think that we don't have our emotions turned on, but it's actually just a sign of us not being in touch with our emotions. So the more you are in touch with your emotions and the more open you are about what it is that's going on in your life, the more you're able to help yourself. It is not an embarrassment. It is not something to look down on if you're feeling bad. It is absolutely inspirational and it takes so much courage and bravery to just be open about how you're feeling about yourself in your life. But how I interpreted this was this person being in conflict with themselves. And of course, something better came up right around the corner and they are now feeling absolutely amazing. And through our own conversations and healing techniques and things that we were discussing, they were able to rise above this blip in their typical mindset and not have their mindset be strictly tied to external circumstances, which is absolutely awesome. So like I said, they their life turned around, things kept going in the right direction for them, and they were also feeling better before that even happened. But what what I noticed that was happening there was a huge internal conflict feeling conflicted internally about I shouldn't be feeling this way. I shouldn't be hard on myself. Why am I feeling so discouraged? Why am I feeling so unmotivated? And it started this spiral of low vibrational emotions. And when you are in that spiral and that conflict with yourself, it is the same as being in a conflict with other people or sitting with other people and discussing conflicts that other people are having. It does not help you get better at all. So knowing how to nip that in the bud, which is being open about it, discussing your feelings and acknowledging where you're at so that you can move past that is the best way to get back on track with whatever it is that you are trying to create. And we are all energy. So it's up to us to be living at a certain frequency that we're able to manifest exactly what it is that we want. So that's why I'm so grateful for the friends and supporters and people that I have in my life, because they've really shown me what it means to be 
honest with yourself. And every time that we interact with other people, we're actually seeing ourselves in a different light. So I'm someone who used to be major lone wolf all the time. And that's because I didn't have support around me. I didn't have people that made me feel good. When I felt bad about myself, people would say, oh yeah, me too. I feel bad about myself also. And they couldn't help me out of it. And I couldn't help them out of it. And we were just bringing each other down. So the conversations I was having with people did not feel good. I had friends that would pressure me into drinking and doing things that I didn't want to do, staying up later than I wanted to stay up and just constantly trying to push my boundaries in a way that I didn't want them to be pushed. So it was exhausting to be around these people. And I just did not feel like I had my tribe whatsoever. Time passed and I continued to be on my journey and I was a major, major lone wolf. And I was able to attract people into my life that are truly like they've made my life so much better because we're all on our own journeys and we're able to journey so much further and faster by being open with each other and supporting each other. And when someone's feeling bad, telling them like, you got this, you're going to figure it out. These are five different options that I can think of. I cannot even remember being in a conflict with a friend or with another person in my life. Like I used to fight with my family all the time because we just have really different perspectives politically about lifestyle habits, about absolutely everything. And I can't even remember the last time that I was in a fight with anyone. It's probably been years now because I have changed myself and my mindset and truly started attracting the people that I want to attract. Have I hurt people along the way? Yes. But of course I make reparations. I make amends as I do. And have people been mad at me for elevating out of their life? Also, yes. Sometimes like ending relationships is not always easy. And what I personally noticed is that you don't have to have a hard ending. If someone is being unsupportive, you don't have to tell them these are your issues. This is how you're affecting me. Like it doesn't, it's not always necessary in order to make you or them a better person. And if you just continue to stay in your lane and look for people who are in alignment with their higher selves, who will encourage you to be in alignment with your higher self, the people who are lower vibrational or the people who are holding on to those lower frequency emotions will kind of fall back. They kind of weed themselves out. And I'm not saying that there's people that are bad and people that are good because absolutely anyone can change. I used to live the most low vibrational lifestyle imaginable in every single way. And look at me now, literally leading thousands of people into their highest vibrational life. So anyone can change at any moment, but be conscious. That's a problem that I have is looking through rose colored glasses and seeing the best in people because everyone has something amazing to bring to the table. But making sure that you see people for who they are. And how I do that is I I assess how I feel after talking to them or interacting with them in any way. And if I'm feeling lower than I did entering the conversation, I know that maybe that's not the person that I want to continue to interact with like that. And I'll want to start interacting with other people. So 
it is lonely, honestly, to be on a spiritual journey sometimes because there are people falling out of your life. And sometimes those new people, you haven't yet found them, but it is so valuable to be around people who are the way that you want to be, who are supportive, who are loving, who are amazing parents, who have amazing relationships. Because if you have five friends that are talking crap about people, you're going to be the sixth. If you have five friends who are being negative, like using money unwisely, trashing their body, trashing their lifestyle, not upholding their habits, you are going to be the sixth. You are going to be the people that you surround yourself with. So lean into surrounding yourself with higher vibrational people. And during the loneliest, darkest times of my life, the way that I did that was literally just by unfollowing people that brought me down and following people that raised my vibe. So every morning, I would check social media. I didn't have anyone else to talk to or anyone to look up to in my life personally at that time. So I just chose to follow people that I aspired to be like, who truly inspired me on a day-to-day basis. And that helped me raise my vibration to the point that I started attracting those people into my life at the dog park, at the grocery store, Everywhere that I was, I would find people that were where I wanted to be and people like I was where they wanted to be in many areas and they were where I wanted to be in many areas. So we were able to create these amazing friendships just by random. And that is so, so cool. So what I was saying earlier about being a lone wolf, there's nothing necessarily wrong with being a lone wolf, but and like there, there's going to be chapters of your life where you do feel like a lone wolf and that doesn't make you a bad person or anything like that. When you go against the grain of society, sometimes you feel completely alone before you find that tribe, before you find those people who will join you. But I'm grateful to no longer be a lone wolf because I'm able to look around and see myself in all of these other people. And I learned something very, very valuable, which is that you cannot truly see yourself when you are alone on a day-to-day basis because you will notice habits that other people do that you do yourself. And you might not be able to notice them even if you have the highest level of self-awareness ever. You don't know how you're going to act in different situations. You don't know how you truly are when you are only talking to yourself and only hanging out with yourself on a daily basis. So interact with people as much as you possibly can. I know it's hard right now with it being quarantine, but get on Zoom with people and choose to do something with people. There's so many things that you can do on Zoom or FaceTime. Like challenge yourself to interact with at least three people through your voice or through video. Do something beyond text, beyond sending a DM, because that will really support you. And one of my favorite ways to do that during the darkest times of my life was by joining different courses and different coaching platforms and embarking on things like guided meditation classes and stuff like that because I made friends with like-minded people and then we could hang out after, we could talk afterwards and I was able to see myself and also feel elevated by that human connection. So human connection is super, super important, especially this year and especially last year too, but we'll just talk about the current moment. It is so important because you're able to see yourself. It actually boosts your own serotonin 
serotonin levels. And it actually makes you feel better about yourself because you have a more deeper understanding of who you truly are and where you're at in the world. And it helps you along your journey. So interact with at least three people every single day. Trust me, it will support you even on the days that you don't feel like it. I always say make every day count because you count every day. So even if you are struggling with depression and feeling incredibly low, reach out to at least three people every single day. Just try it. Maybe you can start by text if you don't feel comfortable calling or videoing people and then move up throughout the weeks to video video chatting people and calling people and interacting in more in-depth ways. It shows you so much about yourself and it is truly the most valuable gift that we can give ourselves as human beings is the ability to see ourselves and help ourselves and be open about where we're at in the world and what we're doing. And it seriously, human interaction is the most underrated medicine ever. It is so, so amazing as a ascension tool. That brings us to our next topic of today's episode, which is how to handle haters and how to handle people who are not supporting you. We kind of touched on this in our last segment about how they will kind of weed themselves out the more dedicated you are to your own growth journey when it comes to people who are not supporting you. But how to handle haters, let's talk about it because I'm someone who actually gets a lot of hate. And whether you have a platform on social media or whether you don't get along with your family, or even if you do and you just feel like you get hate sometimes, this will really support you. So I love to give love to the people that are the angriest. And basically... I'll just talk about myself here. So I post something on social media. People will tell me I'm ugly. I'm not certified. Why did I post this? Can I just stop? Like, can I just die? Like people get super, super aggressive and mean and they're very hateful. And I guess like they're called trolls for lack of better terms, but I love to mess with trolls. So when people tell me I'm stupid, I like to say things like, I know you are, but what am I? Because I personally think it's funny and I have a very, very thick skin and I've able, I've been able to develop that thick skin because I've had a lot of haters in my life. I've gone to therapy about it. I've talked to other leaders and people that I aspire to be about how they handle haters. And that's just something thing that resonates with me is like messing with people. But I was not able to mess with people in the past. In the past, if someone would have said something mean to me, it really stuck with me. Why would they be just going out of their way to be mean to me? And I actually read about this in the book, The Four Agreements, which please please read it if you have not yet read it. I actually consider that book to be a Bible to some degree. So I revisit that book over and over throughout the years because it is just such an amazing book. And even if you've read it before, it just you're reading it each new time as a new person, as a new version of yourself. So you're able to take perhaps something new away from this book. But basically, haters are people who for lack of better terms, they just, hmm, how do I say this? 
because I've been a hater. So I know I used to be the girl that commented mean stuff on people's posts. I used to be literally awful. I was the definition of a troll before the troll term was even a popular term. And the reason that I did that was because I was so unhappy with myself. I wasn't even aware of the fact that I was speaking even more meanly to myself than I was to others. And because those conversations with myself were so loud and so prominent and they literally ruled my life, my self-beat-up, self-hatred, just all of that, I thought that it would be normal to share that with other people. I thought that I was speaking in a way, like if I told someone that they were stupid, I thought that that's what everyone's thinking when they see that person. So I'm doing everyone a favor by just telling them the truth and being angry at them or whatever it might be. And at that time, that's when I needed the most love and the most healing. And I was able to heal from that. And I was able to really close that chapter of my life and become a completely different person, obviously. So what I do when I see people acting in this way, that they literally think it's normal. They think that it is acceptable to be that mean and discouraging and hateful all the time. I send them love and it doesn't necessarily have to be people that are outwardly being that level of mean and horrible. It can even be people who are telling you like, oh, I don't think that you're going to succeed at that because I wouldn't succeed at that or judging you for doing something that they would never do and calling you wrong or calling you ignorant or whatever it might be. Cause we see a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of conflict these days when it comes to politics, when it comes to everything. So everyone has their unique per- perception of every single event and every single experience that we're experiencing right now in this time. And this is all due to the fact that they themselves have a unique journey to get to where we are. And this mindset that they're projecting onto you that you'll never be able to succeed at this, or you're stupid for thinking this, or you need to educate yourself about this or whatever it is. Um, they're projecting that onto you because that mindset has supported them in becoming who they are at this point. So this is a form of unsolicited advice, so to speak. When someone tells you a limiting belief about yourself that you shouldn't be doing something or you should, you're never going to succeed at something, that is a belief that they have lived with throughout their whole life to stop themselves from stepping into a more challenging journey and perhaps reaping the rewards of that and becoming the person that they truly want to become. So they're playing it safe and hoping that you they are protecting you by telling you this information and hoping that you play it safe too. For example, me being very interested in different theories and different ways of seeing the world. People tell me that it's stupid, that it's ignorant, that I need to educate myself and all this stuff when really I'm the one that's able to see all of these different perspectives. And I feel incredibly educated and it seems logical to me to be able to understand different perspectives, even if that's not something that resonates with you. So to me, this supports me, but I know that whoever's telling me that, that I shouldn't be interested in different theories and conspiracy theories and all of the above, the reason that they 
are telling me that is because they know deep down on a subconscious level that they do not have the capacity to see both sides. So it scares them subconsciously and they're trying to keep me safe by expressing this fear and telling me, don't look into these different theories. You're stupid or spirituality is dumb. It scares them. Honestly, it all stems from fear. So even people who are not being outwardly hateful and awful to others, I still pray for them and I still send them love and light and all of the above because they need it too. And I, I'm also grateful because I know that it's stemming from a place of someone wanting to watch out for you, something, someone wanting to guide you and give you advice. And it just comes back to the idea of never take advice from someone who is not where you want to be. I don't want to take advice from anyone who's tied down to a specific belief because things are constantly changing and the world is changing and understanding different beliefs and different traditions and systems and theories is how to, in my opinion, it's how to understand our ever-changing world. And it doesn't mean that I have to be glued to any new belief that I come into an understanding of. It just means that I have this other perspective available to me, that I understand what the opposite side politically thinks And that helps me understand myself better and what I'm thinking better. So there's nothing wrong with having this understanding and not everyone feels that way. And if someone's reaching out to you, even from a place of love and telling you, hey, like this is dumb. For example, I've gotten in debates in the past with people about different political events that have happened over the past year. And they're telling me there's you're wrong, like all of the above. That's okay. It's okay for people to be in a debate with you. It's okay for people to be in conflict with you. It's just really important that you are aware of your own energy and where your energy is going. And I make sure to not engage in those types of conflicts or behaviors to the point that I am thinking about them after it has passed. So my friends and I, even if we disagree, we are 100,000% able to say, let's just agree to disagree. Like my sister and I have completely different views about a lot of different things. And we just say, let's just agree to disagree. Let's just talk about something else. Okay. Like when we talk about COVID or when we talk about vaccines or politics or whatever it is, maybe we're not agreeing and seeing eye to eye with each other. So let's just talk about how are you decorating your house? And shift the conversation because I want to have a relationship with my sister. I want to have a relationship with my friends, even if they have different perspectives than me. And I'm not the type of person personally to say, oh, you think this about this, then I'll never respect you. That mindset is so limiting and we see it all the time. So that hurts you more than it hurts the other person because other people don't really care if you respect them or not. And by you holding on to something and feuding over it with yourself, fuming over it with yourself, like, oh my God, my sister said this, or this friend that I have is so stupid because she thinks this and she's posting about this when it's all a lie and it's all bull crap. That hurts me. I'm the person that gets hurt by being in that conflict with the other person. I'm not going to change their perspective. Everyone's perspective is based on what they are ready to handle. And the way that I know this is that there's information for every single belief system in the world currently. So if you want to expand your consciousness, if you are ready to see multiple sides of one thing, 
you will. You'll naturally see it and it will naturally happen. And if you're looking at both sides and saying, I'm only looking at the one side that I believe in, that's where you're at consciously. And that's okay. Everyone's allowed to be at a different place in their spiritual journey and a different place in their consciousness. And all of these different levels hold a purpose in our entire global evolution here. So It's all just interesting to me, honestly. And the main takeaway from this is don't get so deep in conflict with other people that you hurt yourself. I saw someone recently say, I'm going to remember this forever. Like, I'm never going to forgive you. And I'm going to remember what you said for the rest of my life. And I'm always going to see you in this way. And I literally said to that person, that's your choice. And they weren't talking to me personally because I don't as you know, like I'm pretty good at conflict management and I just don't really get in conflicts with people. But what I said to them is that's your choice. You're allowed to be angry at them for as long as you want to be. You're allowed to think about this conflict for as long as you want. But at the end of the day, that's your brain. So your brain is going to be evolving depending on the things that you choose to be a priority to you. So if the priority to you is to remember what this person said or how this person acted or whatever it might be, and just to be angry at them and never forgive them, like that only harms you. So when you forgive somebody for anything, absolutely anything in the world. And this is coming from someone who's been incredibly deeply traumatized by multiple people throughout my life and has forgiven them. So please listen up to this. When you forgive someone, you set yourself free. The other person honestly doesn't care whether you forgive them or whether you don't. It really doesn't matter to them, even if they say that they do. It's all about you. So allow yourself to free up that space in your brain and not have it be filled with conflict and not have it be filled with holding on to behaviors that are unhealthy or whatever it might be. Not only are you harming yourself, but you're harming yourself in a lot of different ways. Imagine if that part of your mind was being filled with something that inspired you, with behaviors that you want to hold on to because they are so aspirational and things that you see in other people. Imagine how your life would be if you were focused more on the things that people did that truly inspired you rather than the things that people did that truly irked you and made you angry and that you never wanted to forgive them for. That was my motivation in forgiving the people who have harmed and traumatized me. And I do this and practice this step on a daily basis. I forgive the guy who is angry at that other guy for backing into his spot in Whole Foods. I forgive him. He doesn't even know that I was watching, but I'm choosing to just say, wow, you served a purpose in my life. Thank you for that. And I'm closing that door and going a different way for the rest of my day and for the rest of my life. And I'm able to use him as an example. I'm able to laugh at this example and not be irked by the fact that this man was yelling at another man about how he parked or irked by the fact that I was able to see negative energy between humans. Like that 
used to really piss me off. I'm a very sensitive person. When I see people being mean to other people, it really used to hurt me. And I honestly am grateful for my ability to forgive. So I strongly encourage you to forgive other people. And if your nervous system is elevated and you are in a fight with someone, like fights happen, it's okay. And being in a fight with someone, it changes your nervous system. It changes your mental state. So go on a walk, allow yourself to cool down, choose forgiveness and clear the air with that person. Definitely. And that's how I like to manage conflicts and go through conflicting ideas and all of, there's a lot of conflicts in the air right now. But the next thing that I do is I avoid conflicts as much as possible. So I don't make sure that I am a doormat by any means. Like I'm not going to lay low and I'm also not going to seek conflict by any, in any way, but I avoid conflict. So in the past, I, like I said, I was responding to the haters. So if someone would call me stupid, I would say, I know you are, but what am I? This month, I am not doing that. I'm choosing to not even engage with that energy at all, because even if it's not consciously affecting me and my perception of myself, it is still affecting me in some way. I'm still allowing that energy into my realm and into my life in some way by interacting with it. So I'm not interacting with it. And oh, I just remembered why I brought up the four agreements. Ooh, that was a while ago. But the reason that people get upset So in the past, if someone were to call me stupid, I would have gotten super, super upset. And that's because we have subconscious belief systems about ourselves. So in the past, I used to believe that I was stupid. So when someone would say that to me, I would think, oh my God, how do they know? And I would feel so bad about myself. And this wasn't even a conscious thought pattern. If you would have asked me back then why I'm angry that someone called me stupid online, I would have said, because it hurts my heart that people are so mean. Why are people mean to me? I just only attract negativity, all of the above. I wasn't even consciously aware of the fact that they were just reiterating to me something that I already believed about myself. So that's why your conversations that you have with yourself, your own subconscious programming is truly what creates an external life that you either love or that you either hate. The same amount of people that called me stupid years ago when it used to upset me still call me stupid to this day and it doesn't affect me at all because I shifted my own internal conversations. The last topic for today's episode is how to create a winning Sunday and Sunday night so that you have a super energized and peaceful and conflict Free upcoming week. So Sunday nights, I have a little ritual that I do, which I will share in this portion of this episode. But I also just wanted to start it off by saying I love efficiency. Efficiency is my absolute favorite thing on the world. I just on the world, in the world. Um, I just love finding different ways to better do the things that I'm already naturally doing. So I like to research different methods and ways of doing things to try to find the best method. And I'm willing to try every single different way just so that I can make it more effective to any degree. Like efficiency is my absolute amazing 
It's amazing. I love efficiency. And if you love it too, I'm sure that you will really, really love this episode or this part of this episode. So one of the ways that I researched or one of the things that I researched, I don't know why I'm twisting my words now. Sorry guys. I've literally recorded this episode four times. So please, please, please give this episode a review like leave a comment on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you are watching this, make sure that you take a selfie or do a little post on your stories to show me what you learned from this episode so that I can support you in your journey and say hello to you because your girl is truly working her booty off in order to get you this episode. I cannot believe that I've recorded this four times, but here we are pushing, striving. And also that I'm going to just segue that inspires me that I recorded this four times because typically if I try something three times and it doesn't work, even if I tried something once and it wouldn't work way back in the day, I would have been like, Oh, I'm not good at this. This isn't working or whatever it is. And I'm just so grateful that I have that mindset of just keep going, just start over, just push through. Like everything is going to get better as long as you keep showing up for yourself. That's what I tell myself. And I'm grateful for it because I think that you, I hope that you so far have really enjoyed this episode. And I think that you'll also really enjoy this last segment. So I love efficiency. And what that encouraged me to do was research everything that I do on a day-to-day basis and how to better do the things that I do. So one of the things that I researched was cleaning methods. So I watched a lot of YouTube videos and read articles from people who are professional cleaners and clean multiple houses every single day because I don't want to spend my whole entire Sunday cleaning by any means. I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. So how I start my Sundays off is by using a few of the principles that I have found through my research. So one of the things that all professional cleaners do, or the professional cleaners who made YouTube videos that I watched, um, one of the things that they do is they start the self-cleaning things first. So the first thing that they start is the laundry, and then while the laundry is going, they do other things, or they'll start the dishes, and while the dishwasher is going, they'll do other things. And then by the time they're done with those other things, the dishwasher has stopped going, the laundry has stopped going, they'll put those dishes away, they'll fold the laundry, and then your whole entire cleaning segment of the day is done. So I do things (laughs) during the day on Sundays, so I can't spend the whole entire day cleaning by any means, but I can spend my evenings making sure that my home is super clean and I need to be efficient while I'm doing this, so I set up my laundry, I set up my dishwasher, and then I clean up the rest of my house. So while it's important, or why it's important for me to have a super, super clean home space and environment is because your energy field is not just your physical body. It's actually scientifically proven to go off of your body at least three to six feet. But even beyond that, your home environment is an extension of your aura and of your energetic realm. So if your home environment is vibrating at a low frequency, you are going to be vibrating at a low frequency, just like how we talked about with the Schumann resonance. And you can raise the vibration of your home by using things like aromatherapy. I have a post about 15 different ways that you can use aromatherapy. So be sure to check that out because 
it was, it's a life changer. Like when you walk into your home and everything smells absolutely amazing, or when you go into a room or a closet or whatever it might be, and it just smells like flowers and so fresh and so good. It's so inspiring. And it's also, again, scientifically proven to encourage you to elevate yourself and your life. So there have been scientific studies that If you are walking through an area that has a lot of trash and litter all around, you will be more likely to litter in that area. Even if you're not a litter bug at all ever in your life, you will naturally be more likely to litter in that area. So when you have a messy, dirty space, you are naturally going to be more likely to leave your trash out, to make it messier and dirtier. And I have two pets, so my space gets dirty from them but otherwise it doesn't get too dirty like we're in quarantine it's not like I'm having a bunch of people over anything like that but when I see my laundry piling up it piles up so much bigger and so much faster if I'm just leaving it out and watching that mess pile up and pile up and pile up and then I notice that I'm leaving my shoes here and that I'm leaving this here and it literally creates this butterfly effect of messiness and before you know it you're gonna wake up and feel like oh my god I hate the clothes that I have in my closet. Nothing is the way that I want it to be. I'm just not at all inspired by my space. And because we're all locked in right now, it's it's important to be inspired by your space, to have your space feel good. And looking good is one of the best ways to get it feeling good. So go and buy yourself a bouquet of flowers. They start at $3, so don't try to tell me that it is too expensive or a luxury or whatever it might be because it is not. Treat yourself to a bouquet of flowers. Put them out for yourself. Neaten up. Um, I like to neaten up about 10 or 15 minutes every single night, but of course, Sundays are like my cleaning day, so that's when I do a little more in-depth. But neaten up around your home and around your space so that you can wake up every single morning feeling completely ready to tackle whatever mess life brings to you and that you're not already treading through the mess from the day before or any sort of mess that you have. So that is my motivation for always keeping things clean. I am also, one of my tips for cleaning is to put on a podcast or put on something to distract your mind. This is a really good podcast for that because it's a long one, Um, but put on something to distract your mind and then do the busy work. Cleaning is not mentally grueling. It's just annoying. It's stuff that we don't like to do. And I actually talked to my therapist about this when I was 12 years old because I always had a messy room and I didn't want to have a messy room, but I didn't like cleaning. And I was like, how do I figure this out? This is so challenging. And what she told me was always focus on how you're going to feel afterwards. So focus on how you're going to feel at the end of a Sunday night when everything is absolutely spotless and just ready to like handle whatever the week brings to you. Focus on how you're going to feel at the end of the day or when you wake up in the morning and you don't have shoes and things on the floor of your bedroom. So I like to always focus on how I'm going to feel, keep my mind busy with a podcast or an, an audiobook. like you know you, you 
I trust you that you'll be able to find something to keep your mind mentally busy during cleaning or whatever it might be that you don't necessarily like. And then just set a timer for yourself and see how much you can get done in 30 minutes or in 10 minutes or in 15 minutes. And whenever I do this, that's how I don't procrastinate because I'm like, ooh, it's a challenge. 15 minutes, I'm listening to another YouTube video or podcast or something during that time and I am up for the challenge. And I'm always able to accomplish so much more than I ever thought that I would be able to in 10 or 15 minutes. It's absolutely insane. So that's how I kind of get the ball rolling. And then my favorite thing to do on a Sunday night I've talked about this in other episodes. You have to slow down to speed up. So Sunday nights are the time that I pull out my bullet journal, which is an amazing resource. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it in other episodes, but if you want more resources on how to set up a bullet journal and use a bullet journal to become the best version of yourself, be sure to send me a a DM on Instagram at Marissa Remy so that I can support you. You can always slide in my DMs. They are always open and I'm always here to support you and guide you and offer you resources. So a bullet journal is pretty much just a blank journal that you fill in the way that you want to fill it in. And I love this because every week of my life looks different. Every day of my life looks different. And I can just change my journal and planner to best support me through that. So this week, what I did was I created a whole spread for myself. And on the left side, I made a list of all of the things that I wanted to clean and do on this Sunday. And on the right, I wrote down a lot of things I'm expecting for the upcoming week, things that I want to attract this week through a manifesting perspective. And a menu for this week as well. Sorry, I don't have my bullet journal in front of me. So I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I did a menu. I did some workouts and some goals that I want to achieve, some things I want to attract and a little recap from the past week. So I like to constantly assess myself and how I'm doing and set myself up to win moving forward. I'm not just the type of person that trudges through and continues to go and go and go. And by the end of that chapter, I'm like, oh my God, I was just focusing on going the whole time and I wasn't even going on the right path or journey for me. And the way that you can avoid this is by assessing where you are at at the end of each week. So I put some assessments there. Last week, I made a goal to listen to an audiobook and I'm really, really enjoying that one. I'm about halfway through. It's super exciting. And I'll share more about this audiobook when I finish it and I can share some things that I've learned, but I'm not all the way done yet. So still working on that, but I can rate myself on how I'm doing with my exercise, my audiobook, my spiritual practices, all of the different things that I'm managing and see where I'm at and what areas I have to focus more energy on in order to get up to the level that I want them to be so that I can be where I want to be. And then on the next page, I fill out my weekly spread. So I use the term spread because it's two pages, but that's like my weekly planner. I have a little section for each day, a habit tracker and other things to support me in getting towards my goals. So this is how I use my bullet journal to best support me and taking this time on each Sunday night to really just get my life in order helps 
the week go by so much better because I know what to expect every single day and life throws you curveballs and I'm able to better handle them. It really comes down to how you handle the unexpected. So when you have a loose framework for how things are going to go, it makes it so much easier to handle when they go that way and when they don't. I like to have an ideal week or an ideal day in mind. And this day is ideal. And things don't always work out in an ideal way, but just having something in my mind or on my bullet journal that is a really good framework for how I want things to go actually helps me manifest it in that way so much better. And it helps all of those, the days, the times, everything that happens in my week, it helps it happen in a way that is so much easier for me, if that makes sense. So I have an ideal week and in my ideal week, I wake up at 6 a.m. every single day. I don't wake up at 6 a.m. every day and that's okay. And I'm able to adjust my day accordingly, but I also have that ideal week in my mind and in my bullet journal so that I know what I'm working towards, so that I know how I want to feel throughout the day, where I want to be in my workload, what I want to accomplish by certain times, etc. So I strongly encourage you to write up, even if you have it on a piece of paper and just taped to your bedroom wall, write up your ideal day and your ideal week so that you know what to shift in each day to get everything working in a better way. So for example, my ideal day is to take my supplements every single morning and I'm not able to do that. Some mornings I'm running late and I can't take my supplements in the morning. So I take them later on in the day and the next day I just try harder and I do better and I don't beat myself up. That is one of the biggest takeaways when it comes to self-growth and changing your life. Never ever beat yourself up and just embrace everything as where you're at. It's just part of your journey and it's completely okay. So Take that time on a Sunday night to set yourself up to win throughout the week. Of course, you can adjust accordingly, but I noticed that doing this on a Sunday actually changes my week as opposed to doing it on a Monday morning. It makes it feel so much more stressful or doing it on a Friday. I feel like the week is not even really done yet. So I like to just start my fresh slates on Monday and it helps me feel really excited about Monday as opposed to dreading Monday or feeling like I have like Monday blues or anything like that. I am looking at a really, really exciting big week for myself. I'm getting to connect with some amazing inspirational people in my life that I absolutely love. I'm also looking to make some changes in the back end of my business, which is really exciting. Um, Add some more things to my freebie library. If you don't already have access to that, the way that you get access to all of those free tools is just by going to marissaremy.com. And then I'm also getting my samples in for my merch, which is so, so exciting. I, I'm so, so hyped about this. Like you have no idea. I've been dreaming of having merch for such a long time. And over the years I've come out with booty bands and things like that. But now that my business has shifted and I no longer sell glute building programs, but I actually sell manifestation tools and ways to help you 
grow through your trauma and heal your trauma and boost your mental health, I'm going to be coming out with some merch for that. And I'm just so excited because it's not just a t-shirt with like a logo on it or anything, even though that would be pretty cool. Like I would wear that shirt if it was a cool design on it personally. I love huge t-shirts, so I would love it personally, but I'm making some things that you can use kind of like booty bands, something that you can use on a day-to-day basis to remind you that you are absolutely unstoppable and to just make the most of every single day. So I cannot wait to have my merch samples because I don't even know how I'm not going to be able to show them online because I'm just so, 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 so excited. And I was working on the design for a while. I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to turn out. So I might get all of these samples and just absolutely hate them and go back to the drawing board and try again. They might be amazing first time around. I don't know. And that's okay. Um, It's all about learning and growing and changing and shifting like we always talk about. But I just wanted to share that little bit of excitement with you because that's a huge change that's happening for me that I'm just, I can't wait for that. I also recently started doing in-person guided meditations again, and I'm going to be doing two huge ceremonies this upcoming week, which are absolutely amazing. So I post about all of that stuff in my Instagram stories at Marissa Remy. So if you don't watch my stories, make sure that you check those out every once in a while, at least because I post a lot of really great stuff there and we just have a really great community going. I love, love, love your support. And when you send me messages and it really supports me in motivating me to keep posting and keep doing things on there. I try to stay off social media at least one or two days a week. Sundays are typically that day. Sometimes I do Saturday as well, depending on how much screen time I had that week and whether or not I need a break. So like I said, constantly assessing, constantly changing and constantly improving. So I have been like my page has been pushed down So a lot of people have reached out to me recently and told me that they thought that I was off of Instagram and they couldn't find my page and all this stuff. So make sure that you search my name and have my post notifications turned on because the more you engage with my posts and comment on them and watch my stories, the more likely you will see them pop up on your feed. That's just the way that Instagram works. And I love interacting with you and I love connecting with you. That's why I do what I do. Otherwise I wouldn't be on social media. I wouldn't be recording podcasts like this. So sending you so, so, so much love into this week, into this evening, into every single moment of all moments, I'm always with you, holding your hand through the process of you growing into the best version of yourself, here to celebrate with you, here to support you through those lows. You're not alone. And I'm honestly honored to be on this earth in this moment with you so that I can remind you of that all the time. So All of that being said, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure that you take a screenshot, take a selfie, add a little quote or something that you learned from this podcast to your Instagram stories. Make sure that you tag me so that I can 
hang out with you, say hey, repost you, reshare that content to my followers so that other people can know who is in their tribe and who's also making the best of their themselves and their situation. And I'm just rambling at this point, but I just love you and think that you're amazing. And thank you so much for being a part of this community and this journey of being a human because people like you are the reason that the world is becoming a better place. So, so much love, so much light from my heart to yours. I will see you in the next episode.